Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. The B. Mitchell Finley Show is brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com to find a contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. Go to that's R-U-U-D. And remember, if it ain't Rude, it ain't right. It ain't right. Landville, do you love when I run to the restroom with 45 seconds before we come back for break? Now we don't know why you do that. I, I thought we went late. Joining us now on the BetQL guest line, our friend, Mr. Neil Greenberg. Of course, you know him from the Washington Post, the analytical sports community. What up, Greenberg? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing super. How are you guys doing? Doing great, uh, man. We are doing well, man. We are doing well. Um... As we, we head into this new year, sir, uh, the Josh Harris group is is operating in a thorough but rapid manner. It appears rapid. they're trying to first fill their, whatever they're going to call this dude, we'll find out, but the head of football operations, right? The, the football boss. Um, what do you think of what we know so far? I think that they're doing it the smart way, right? Getting as many smart people in a room as they possibly can with diverse experiences to to find the best candidates for, you know, probably the two most important hires that they're ever going to make. This is what smart organizations do. And if you look at, you know, what Harris has done in the past, specifically with like the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers, he, you know, he gets smart people and, um, he he wants as much information as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the NFL is a little bit quirky in that you're trying to get, you know, coaching hires as they're also, um, you know, getting ready for playoffs. And, you know, you're not the only one with an opening. Um, but it does seem like there's a relatively deep pool for coaches and that I mean, you can argue Washington has the best opening available. I think when you look at it also, Neil, the fact that everybody they reach out to, they take they basically take in the interview, yeah. says that this, whether, no matter what you think about this team, a lot of people see it as a damn good job in a great situation. Yeah, I mean, they, they have the number two pick, which is, is very enticing. Um, a lot of money to spend in free agency. And the new ownership. I mean, it's really – it's as close to a clean slate as you can possibly get in the NFL. Now, there are a lot of holes on this team. There are a lot of positions that, that need love, especially on the offensive side. Um, but, you know, again, if you're, you know, if you're a, a coordinator that's looking to become a head coach, you know, you could do a lot worse than the opportunity that Washington is presenting right now. 
Certainly. Um, mm-hmm. So let, let's talk about I, and I, and you can just be honest with us because we're putting you on the spot. Have you looked into? Do you have a a maybe favorite dog in the race of at, at the GM position? I don't. Um, mostly because I don't know who's available and and what's being offered, and you know, there's just a lot of stuff that's out there. But um, you know, the names that I've heard, a, a lot of them are are um, analytically friendly, which which shouldn't be a surprise. Um, they're from really good organizations like the 49ers and, and successful organizations. Um, so I think that, um, you know, it's, everything is trending in, in the right direction. And, um, you know, we've had optimistic off-seasons here before in, in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. But um, I think whoever they get um, will, will have, you know, a, a sparkling resume and I think fans will be should be very excited about it because this isn't a this doesn't seem like it's a it's a hand picked situation with by one person. It really does seem like they're trying to get the best possible person for the job. I like how they're doing it, you know, with with multiple people come in and who like I'm I'm at the point where whoever they come up with, I'm cool with it. Yeah, they deserve the benefit of the doubt, I believe. Um Especially since you know we've seen what he's done with with his other with his other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, it, look, football's hard, right? I'll tell you, B. Mitch, like like playing in the NFL, coaching a team, assembling an NFL team. You know that's hard. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. Um, you know, just because you have high draft pick and a lot of money to spend doesn't mean that it's all going to work out. True. <laughs> um, but you know, again, like I said, I mean, they deserve the benefit of the doubt. I think you know we're already seeing the the franchise go in in probably the best direction it's gone in a long time um and i just think that you know for i'm usually skeptical about the optimism but um you know right now i think that it's it's very well justified and and i think that washington has a bright future can you just say that again <laughs> I, that, I mean dude so i i was doing my thing on channel 4 last night and Unyang is a legit. You know what, JP? I don't tweet. I'm about to tweet that. I, dude, <laughs> I love it. Unyang is is a really, really. Oh, she's su- a fan. She's she's a sweet woman. She's a huge fan. She has a family group chat during every game. She always tells me about it. And and she and Camera are like, man, I just don't know that I have this in me again. Another rebuild. And I'm like, this is different. You have smart people at the helm. And I'm trying to stress that, at least for me, it feels entirely different. Sounds like it does for you, too. Yeah, and I don't – I mean, yes, it's it's a rebuild. But, like you said, I think it's a, it's going to be a rebuild with the right people in the right spots. And that's really what's – you know, that's what's, what's lacking. That's what's been lacking in the past. And, um, you know, look, I, I – I know Daryl Morey. I've been to Sloan. I've, you know, I've talked at Sloan, the analytics conference that that he runs for a number of years, and um, you know, I I know the type of person that he is, and I know the type of person that, you know, his impact on the sport of basketball, and you know, just the fact that Harris brought him in to run his basketball team, I mean, it, it obviously tells me that information is key, right? It doesn't necessarily matter where the information comes from, right? I mean, you can, you can have different experiences, but, you know, it, it, he's assembling winners, right? Magic Johnson, um, the, the team that's going to be helping him do this search. I mean, you know, these are, these are people that have won. They've been part of winning organizations. And, 
um, you know, that's that's what you want. I mean, you have to start somewhere. So if this is the rebuild based on that foundation, I, I do think that this is something that you can start to believe in, even though it, it, it does have some, you know, feelings of Lucy pulling the football. But, um, you know, I, I do think that this is headed in the right direction. I, I tend to agree with you. So let's um, let's switch it to the coach. And I think the coach thing is going to take a little bit more time. Um, I think it makes sense to want an offensive guy if you're going to draft a quarterback at two. And I think we all believe they're going to draft a quarterback at two. I don't think that should rule anybody out. And if, say, for instance, Dan Quinn or Raheem Morris or Mike McDonald blow you away, hire them and figure the rest of it out. But I think if you're in a tie and you love Quinn, but you also love Bobby Slowick, then go with the offensive guy because ideally he's going to be matched up with his quarterback for a decade if everything goes right. Do you see that differently? Do you see that similarly? A lot is said about like, oh, you can only go one direction. Do you agree with that? Um. Not necessarily, because you can you can hire a, a coach from the defensive side of, of football and get a rock star on the offensive side and give them free reign, right? Like that's it's not mutually exclusive. Where you know if you get a defensive coach, the team is going to be defensive minded, and that's the only direction it's it's going to go. It's going to go. And I, I I I have crunched the numbers here, and and offensive coaches do have more success on both sides of the ball, both offensive and defensive. Um, So just from from that standpoint, I I think, you know, offense is ruling the league. We see that with the teams that are in the playoffs. We see that with the teams that are on the short list of Super Bowl contenders. Like, everything revolves around the offense. Everything revolves around the quarterback. So, you know, having someone that is – is more, I don't know if more comfortable is the right phrase, but I'm going to use it here. You know, with, with, with that part of football probably makes it easier. But, you know, again, if you get, you know, if you get this, the, you know, GM, player personnel, whatever we're calling them, and they say, you know what, this defensive guy is the right guy to be the head coach, but we're also going to get this guy to run the offense, and that's the right move, then again, I mean, I think they deserve the benefit of the doubt, and, and you know, you, you wait and see what happens. But, um you know, I it does seem like it's a pretty good mix of people that are being interviewed, right? Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator, like you said, Slowick, offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. uh, Mike McDonald, defensive, and then Brian Johnson, of course, you know, offensive, and um, Ben Johnson, yeah. right, Lions, offensive coordinator. Yeah. So there seems to be a good mix. Um, you know, I'm, I, I think it's good. I, I, the only, the only, the only coaches that I would probably stay away from would be Jim Harbaugh, because I think he'd probably want too much control. Belichick. A Belichick, too much control, right? Like you don't, and it doesn't seem like they're going in that direction. But you know, to have their to have those names kind of attached to the commander's position, I think is silly at this point. Yeah, I think what is it, eight eight defensive, I uh, mean, offensive uh, coaches in the playoffs, six not. Yeah, I think it's eight six that are defensive. Yeah, I mean, it's not that big of a difference to be like it's over overwhelmingly the other way. I think if they had an established quarterback, like I, I think if the offense was more established. It wouldn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. But I think because you're probably going to be looking at a rebuild with a young quarterback trying to develop an offense together on the fly, you'd like that coach to be there. But I'm with. But my, don't you think like, my that, bottom line is get the best guy? I ask this question: You get an offensive coach, you're trying to build a quarterback. If he is the one that's going to be building, he gets taken away from a lot of other things he has to do. Sure. 
Isn't it most important that that quarterback coach is that guy that can really build him? It's a, it's a tremendous – because you could bring in – the hottest OC right now is Ben Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. And you bring him oh, he's in, not going in to be an OC. He's going to be a head coach. What's that? Yeah, like yeah. it's just – he's going to have to do other stuff. Yeah. And I, and I almost think in this particular situation – and this is just me talking out loud, bringing an offensive guy with what could be the number two pick in the draft as a quarterback, you know, there's already a lot of pressure on the situation. You know, maybe, who knows, maybe bringing in a defensive guy as the head coach and then you draft the quarterback and you have an offensive coordinator, like maybe that takes, you know, some of the pressure off. I'm not saying it's going to take anywhere near a large amount, but I just, I just wonder, like, how they're going to think about this and – you know, again, just get the right person, who, no matter who it is, like, yeah. or from what part of, of the football. You know, get the right guy picking the players, get the right guy that's able to implement the players, and then get the right people underneath him. And, you know, you ultimately, like, you want to start, like, a coaching tree, right? Like, you look at the Shanahan coaching tree and how strong, you know, that has been as of late. I mean, I think that that's, you know, kind of looking at, the goal future, like you want a guy that's a good steward of people's careers, can develop people underneath them. And even if they go on to bigger and better things, like that's still a great reflection on you as a coach and you'll be able to replicate that. So I think that that's really like how you want to look at it and, you know, just, just get the best and brightest. Um, I, I'm with you, Neil. I, I kind of want to zoom out or not even zoom out. I want to just teleport to the middle of the country because it's a team we really haven't talked much about, but I, I can't help but we're. I, I got to play some of this Aaron Rodgers nonsense for B a little later. I, well, I heard a lot of his stuff already. I just can't believe the I'm audacity a, of somebody saying that. Oh, we got to eliminate the the BS, and then he's like, "Well, I'll talk more about it tomorrow on McAfee." Um, it it, it, I, it reminds me of when Kirk told reporters in New York that he couldn't talk about his free agency, but he would talk about it at. The event in Vienna, like yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I, he, 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 that's a hell of a lead up. Yeah, I, good for you. Um, to be. So, Green Bay, Matt Lafleur, they go to whatever it was, two NFC Championship games. But Rodgers gets a lot of the credit, almost all of the credit. And going into this year, Green Bay started kind of rough. It, I think they were one and three, one and four or something. But they got hot late. They won their last three. You look at this young quarterback in Jordan Love. Have you looked at Love's numbers at all, B? You know he finished the year with almost 4,200 passing yards, 32 touchdowns against only 11 picks. Damn. He's averaging 250 a game, completely 64. Green Bay gets it right. Dude, I, I, I mean, I fear that maybe they did get it right again. QBR, and I'm curious where you land on this, Greenberg, I, I think QBR is a pretty valuable stat because it tries to calculate – your actual percentage to win the game, which is still what's most important at the end of the day. And he had a 62 QBR. Mm-hmm. What is what do the Packers have in both? I think LaFleur proved it wasn't all Rodgers. And I think Jordan Love is flirting with, yo, he might be a real a real dude here. Yeah, well let's let's look at that in the in the context of Bill Belichick losing Tom Brady and what the quarterback situation That's a great point. has looked like in, in New England, right? And you know, you talk about ESPN's QBR, you know, that's a objective stat that, you know, crunches a bunch of numbers and adjusts it for um adjusted for offense, you know, um for strength of schedule 
And like you said, Jordan Love finished the regular season as the ninth best. Um, and then you look over at, at Pro Football Focus, which is subjective, right? They're looking at every play. They're grading every play. They're looking at how he throws the ball, where he throws the ball, et cetera. Um, and he ranks number 10th. So, I mean, it's pretty clear that Jordan Love is a top 10 passer in this NFL, at least, mm. you know, during this season. Um, and, again, that, that reflects really well on, on Matt LaFleur because, what, you know, I, I remember being on the show early and talking about Green Bay and talking about Jordan Love, and, and a lot of people were down on Green Bay, but we really had no idea how good or ungood Jordan Love was going to be, much in the same way we didn't know what Howell was going to be. Um, and it turned out that Jordan Love played really well. And, um, you know, again, that's a and testament. And people were ready to, to write them off early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a testament to, to Matt LaFleur. Um, I actually had over nine and a half wins for Green Bay. Oh, that's a um, And that didn't work out. But, again, I mean, like that's, you know, that was kind of how I was looking at it, which was either he's going to be really good or probably really bad. Um, but, you know, it turns out he was really good. I think the, the playoff inexperience might be an issue in the playoffs. Because uh, typically inexperienced, especially in Dallas, where they pick up in flags. Da- right. I mean, Dallas has been a monster at home, um, so I don't know if this is going to be like a continuation of his narrative. But you know, again, we look at the coach, and I I look at it a lot differently. Like I said, after seeing what happened in New England after Tom Brady left Bill Belichick. Yeah, I, and I, I I just I I look at that Lafleur situation with a different prism now as Washington looks to embark on a rebuild. And listen, whoever they draft isn't going to get the same advantage as Love got where he got to sit behind Rodgers and watch for a couple of years. Nah, he's going to play. But I think LaFleur is proving if you're the right guy, you prove it regardless yeah. of circumstance. I think even for like offensive coordinator sometimes, when you have a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers' ilk and his status, that can be a problem for you because that guy think he knows it all already. Right. You don't want to listen to nothing. You never get credit. You get somebody else and you show it. Yeah, totally. I know. I could be a diva sometimes too. I mean, it's <laughs> tough. Being We're aware, Greenberg. We, we know about your riders and how you make landfills send you all green M&Ms. <laughs> yeah, if I see one green M&M, I go into a frenzy. <laughs> um, last thing, Neil, and this is important, all right? You got any winners? <laughs> um, I do. I actually just posted a bunch. Um, I'm I'm taking for me what I think is a little bit of a big swing in the uh, in the Green Bay Dallas game. Um, you got to go quick for me. CD Lamb and uh, Jaden Reed have each scored the first touchdown of the game for their teams five times this season. Um, so I'm taking a little bit of a big swing on both those, like plus five fifty on CD Lamb for Ooh, the first touchdown rich. of the game, and thirteen hundred for Jaden Reed. I like so, that. So um, I'm excited about that. And uh, I think the Rams, as underdogs, look pretty good against Detroit, whose defense have kind of faltered over the past couple weeks. Agree with you there. I also like the Bucks. We got to go or landfill's going to kill right. me. Thank you as always. Take dude. care, brother. All right. Talk to you guys soon. That is our guy, Neil Greenberg from the Washington Post. You can follow him at N Greenberg. Don't go anywhere. Ben White, next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, folks, time to get smarter. Whenever you hear that song on a Wednesday, it means it's time to talk to our guy, Mr. Ben White, Chief Wall Street Correspondent for The Messenger and noted Washington football team historian. Mm. I'm calling you a historian now rather than just a fan, Ben. Historian makes you seem old. Do you appreciate that promotion? Historian makes you seem old. Do you want to be analyst? What would you prefer? uh, Well, I like historian because I could get a pipe and maybe like a, you know, a a velvet robe and uh, some slippers and uh, we could have a little, you know, chat by the fire. The amount of of, uh, Grateful Dead you listen to, I feel like you might own a pipe already. Yeah. <laughs> this is a family radio show, and we won't get into these discussions. Um, you know, I I can't get into the well. It's all legal. Now, I, but I, I listen to a lot of it too, dude. You're good. We're amongst friends. I, I like I, I like gummies. Um, <laughs> um, in any event, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a historian of the team in the sense that um, you know I've lived through a lot of it. Uh, sure. Obviously, back into the '80s and uh, the the Jack and Cook era and uh, Gibbs and all that, uh, and you know, read about the earlier years in Jurgensen and stuff. And I actually knew Sonny when uh, I was in high school. So That's I guess cool. I am a uh, yeah. Uh, well, my well, girlfriend in high school, her father was his divorce attorney and Thysmans for that matter. Wow. Oh, wow. That's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Let, let, let's sit down and hear them have a conversation. <laughs> let, let's skip yeah. ahead to, to now. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's I, do it. I don't know how much of it you were able to watch or hear, but Josh yeah, Harris some, had a. Some. Okay. I thought Josh Harris was really impressive. I love Terrific. the approach of uh, what seemed to me like a, a relatively humble billionaire saying, I'm bringing yeah. people in to help me with this because yeah. I know what I don't know. Um, yep. How do you feel about the process so far? Terrific, terrific. I think, uh, I mean, let's just go back to the disclosure again real quick. Josh Harris is a major investor in the Messenger, uh, second biggest, I think, investor in it. So just so people know that he's in an indirect way in a different company, sort of my boss, or at least a big investor. So okay. anyway, uh, I just want to say that before I praise him because uh, I thought he was terrific. I think he is. Terrific uh, as an owner and a financier, and uh, one of the biggest skills to have in life is to know what you don't know and bring in people who can help you. And obviously, he doesn't know a ton about the process of hiring an NFL football coach, which is a major undertaking they're about to uh, uh, go into, and it's the future of the franchise. You know, at stake when you're 
uh, hiring a new head coach and coaching staff up and down. He is not do that. So bringing people who do know how to do it. And that is shows confidence uh, that he does not need to be a dictator like certain other owners that mm. we uh, uh, used to have a little man running around who thinks he knows everything and can tell everybody everything. He's not that way. Uh, he is a, uh, you know, a savvy businessman who succeeds for reasons. And, and one of those reasons is bringing in people who are smart in those particular areas. And they got to get a great head coach. They got to nail it. You know, there are a couple out there. I'd love to get Jim Harbaugh. I have no idea if that's even a remote possibility. Probably not, you know, West Coast, whatever for him. But uh, or I don't know where he's going, but need to land somebody like that, like a big new head coach. And then you got to go uh, and get a good draft. And then eventually you get a quarterback and move the team. A lot of stuff to do. The project is enormous, uh, but he is absolutely equipped to do it. Well, you look at it sometimes you say everything is off from the top down. And if it is yeah. a top down, watching how Josh has worked throughout this season, I was on the road games. Road, on the road yeah. trips, and I see him on the sideline doing things. And you, whenever time you talk, I've talked with him. I listen to him, and he yeah. uh, he seems to be an upstanding dude. I'll be honest yeah, with you. Some I of these do, owners are straight asses. Well. You know, they're you straight know, asses, and their players are the same way. So yeah, I would right. love I mean, it to I, be I, from the top down with him. Yeah, if that's the kind of culture you're instilling, and in, I'm just to you know, I don't know him personally. Uh, you know, I, I know him just through reputation and watching him and listening to him uh and you know i'm very impressed by it and i think it's a good i mean and just look at the track record i mean he's succeeded where he's been and franchises that he's been involved with have uh done well and succeeded uh you know maybe not quite to the titles yet you know the sixers but, uh whomever but you know made teams better and made cultures better and uh i think he'll do that here um there won't be the impediments to the improvement of the franchise that the front office used to be like now it's uh, all kind of hands pulling uh at the same time we got a ways to go though like you know that well, it's been a long long series of crappy seasons well i think especially what stands out to me dramatically different than the last few times we've seen this attempt right yeah. is you what appears when they when the dust settles here and they hire the new GM and that GM hires the yeah. new coach, they're then yeah. going to go into the draft with the number two overall pick. And yeah. granted, there's one player they won't be able to get. But after that, they'll have their pick of the litter, whoever it is they want. And this yeah. will be the first time in a long damn time, certainly the last 10, 15 years, where presumably owner, GM, head coach yeah. will all be on, on board to draft yes. that number two pick. Mm-hmm. I, I think that could be massively different. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I think that's true uh, in landing the player uh, who winds up you know, being the best uh, fit for the team and their needs. I think them all on the same page. And Harris not trying to you know run the show and act like he knows more than he does, which is the beautiful thing about a guy like that is uh, doesn't do that. You know, um, I'm sure he'll have thoughts and he's, you know, going to weigh in and um, hear all of the pros and cons of each player and say, look, you guys, the football guys, you make the call. And once you've made the call, you know, I pay him the money and make it work and uh, get out of the way and you guys uh, uh, go for it. I think he'll be, you know, not quite a Jack Ken Cook who really did nothing when it came to football operations. He just wanted to ride around town and party and, and win football games, which he did. 
Uh, Harris will be more involved in that, but he also knows what he doesn't know, and will step back and, and uh, let the guys do their thing, and hopefully we get a good player, eventually a quarterback, uh, and things move in the right direction. Um, I, I agree with you. Now, you mentioned money there. That is your world. Um, I get your I get your email every day. I enjoy it. I subscribe to the newsletter. Um, what's going on in the money world? Because it seems yeah. dicey, but also awesome, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I looked awesome. at some we, numbers, we Ben, and uh, things have been good. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're looking at, well, I'm glad for you, Brian, that things are good in your world. Uh, you know, you, if you need to uh, uh, send some lavish gifts my way, I have a list for you. But um, the uh, <laughs> You got three little girls to pass. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, listen, man, I know how. Well, actually, that is. four now. Oh, really? You got a granddaughter, you got brother. Four? Oh, granddaughter! Look at you! Yep. Uh, you got a grandbaby. Congratulations! That's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, wonderful. Anyway, uh, you're right. Like it's still solid. Like we had a good jobs number Friday, as I said. The numbers keep coming through, pretty strong. You know, it's just the, the threats, the external ones like war and um, you know the Red Sea and and the uh, situation in uh, Israel and, uh, you know, Hamas, and then also in Europe with the uh, Russians. And, uh, you know, energy prices, if any of that goes bad, are still at risk. Uh, Inflation's still a little higher than it should be. The Fed has told us, you know, don't think we're going to be cutting rates real fast, real soon. we still got to get rid of the rest of inflation. And consumers are still kind of low on cash. So we're holding it together, you know, like we could land the plane completely and be fine and continue to muddle along this way. But as I said, you know, last week, probably the last couple of weeks, like there are risks to this economy. The rates are still high. Mortgages rates are still high. Credit cards, auto loans still high. People don't have a lot of excess cash on hand. So anything can tip the apple cart. Uh, but if it doesn't, uh, if everything stays relatively placid in the geopolitical global scene, uh, we'll continue to you know cruise along okay. And I'm fine with that. Like good economies are good economies. I love them. Um, this one is remarkably long. Uh, we've had no recession, which is pretty incredible after 11 rate hikes. And if we can pull it off, you know, terrific. Uh, I'm all for it. And so far, okay. All right, Ben. Uh, we appreciate right, you. Next week, we, you, we might need you to give us yeah. a coach pick. Who you want? We'll, we'll, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gotta, assigning homework for next week. I can do some study, and I'll work on it. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. All right, dude. Later. All right. That is our guy, Ben White, from The Messenger. You can follow him at Economy Ben. When we come back, the NFL Players Association has voted on their all-pro team. Tell you who made it, who didn't. Plus, giving away whiz tickets. Don't go anywhere. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. As good as the regular season is, there's nothing like NFL Super Wildcard Weekend. Six games, three days. For these teams, it's win or go home. But you'll always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick a W. And look, I'm looking at this weekend, Kansas City, minus six, take them over Miami. So if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel.com right now. New customers get started with $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Brian, B-R-I-A-N. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook with official partner, 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old or president of Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sure. 
How about this? Caller number 10 right now, 800-636-1067. You will win two tickets to the Wizards game Wiz! Saturday, January 20th against the San Antonio Spurs. You get to see women Yama. That's pretty cool. It's basketball day in the DMV, and the Wizards will be celebrating the importance of youth basketball throughout the night. For tickets at the complete Wiz schedule, visit thefandc.com slash I like the fact they do stuff like that for the community. Dude, That I said that yesterday. And, you know, I, I believe that that's teamed up with uh, Capital Hoops, our buddy Mark. Cool. Because they, they do a big high school slate that day, too. All right. Um, so, call in now. You can win Wiz tickets. And, dude, I'm not knocking any other game. But if you're doing Wiz tickets giveaways and you get to go see Wembenyama, check it out. That's pretty damn cool. Um, that dude's lanky. Ooh. Yo, lanky, lanky. <laughs> um, all right. I wanted to go over this. The NFLPA started doing this last year where they put out their own all-pro team. Rather than the media voting, this is players voting. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of wonder why they didn't do this a long time ago, but they do it now. Now, it's pretty interesting. I don't believe the media all-pro team is out. I know the Pro Bowl team is out. Um, So we can compare it just to Pro Bowl rosters, I guess. Mm-hmm. There are some differences. I, I think particularly you notice at the DN position. Um, so let's run through the NFC. Oh, no, so this isn't NFC, AFC. This is just first-team first All-Pro. Yeah, yeah. Who would be your quarterback? My quarterback this year? Be hard to go against Dak. Dak? Mm-hmm. They took Lamar. Right. Um, That's funny you saying Dak. Not the biggest Dak fan. I'm not. I'm just saying I know what they look at. They look at the stats. and His, his, his numbers look damn good this year. Uh, Yeah, but this is players voting, not the media. All right. Um, running back, Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Hard to argue with that. Um, fullback. I I find it fascinating that Pro Bowl rosters and this includes fullback when fullbacks aren't on the field all that often anymore. Um, Kyle Juszczyk is kind of the consensus there from San Fran. I like when, uh, was winning it all the time from back in the day. Yeah. Who? All-Star. He he wasn't the fullback. He was the running back. What about when Daryl Johnston got to win it every year, blocking for Emmitt in front of that? With that offensive line in front of him. Who would be your two wideouts? Ooh. Tyreek is one of them. Tyreek is the, for a long time I've said Aaron Donald, and maybe it's still Donald and I'm, I'm forgetting something, but I don't know that any player non-quarterback division impacts a game more than Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he, he can do some things, man. But I, I would go Tyreek first. Can I see who my second guy is? Hell, I'll be honest with you. Puka Nakua. Wow. All right. Um, Puka's a baller. They, they, they went Tyreek and CeeDee Lamb. Did you see his numbers? CeeDee Lamb's had a monster season, yeah, too. Yeah, Puka had 100 and some yards over 15. I mean, 100 and some receptions over 15, 16. 105 yards, yards 1,486 yards, yeah. six touchdowns. Man, uh, CDB? Hmm? I think you're kind of forgetting on CD's numbers. 135 catches, 1,749 yards, 12 touchdowns. I'm in it per, though. I look at the per, too. Though, like the YPC, you're saying? Yeah. It was down a bit. Um, like, against the, against the Commanders the other day, he had, what, 12 or 13 catches for, like, 96 yards? Um, CD's per is 13 yards per reception. What was P- Puka? P- 
Puka was 14.2. Uh, I mean, here's what tells you. Here's what you need to know about Tyreek. He was 15.1. And how many touchdowns Tyreek had? 13. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, he's number one. But you know, CD Lamb was damn good this year. I'm not going to be no hater on him. No, this ball. No, totally. Um, tight end Kelsey. Still him. Is it? Who, who else? Who who impact? And, and Kelsey had that girlfriend uh, hang up this year. But he still probably caught more passes and was more impactful than the rest of the tight ends. Just, uh, I mean, you want receptions or yards? What do you want? Give him whatever you got. All right. Kelsey had 93 catches for 984 yards mm-hmm. and, five, and five touchdowns. Okay. Sam Laporta, the rookie mm-hmm. for Detroit. 86 catches, 889 yards, 10 touchdowns. Okay. Uh, George Kittle. But you know what they're telling you, though? What the players are telling you is when we go to a game, we are concerned about Travis Kelsey. Fair. We ain't, we ain't concerned about LaPorta just yet. George Kittle, though, led all tight ends. He went over 1,000 yards. Okay. 65 catches, 1,020 yards, six touchdowns. Evan Ingram. This is wild. <clears throat> I was unaware of this. Evan Ingram led all NFL tight ends in catches with 114 catches. Damn. What was this? Yards per? 8.4. He should be a running back. <laughs> That's why he didn't get much. much. 100 and something receptions for 8 point something. Ca- Yo, 114 yards. Yeah, all he got was crack a thousand. He was getting thump off. Well, I, I think Trevor Lawrence just was freaking out and throwing it to him all yeah. the time. Um, well, that was a game plan. I, th- I I thought Laporta was really good. I thought Kittle was really good. Kelsey, I think, missed a few games this year. Mm-hmm. He only played 15 games. And still had all that. Certainly good. Not as good as he's been. Um, See, I think we, we judge Kelsey. His YPC is way down, too. Yeah, we judge Kelsey against Kelsey. Not the rest of the people he's playing. Fair. Um, I'll run through the offensive line quickly. Trent, Batonio, Tyler Smith, Jason Kelsey, Zach Martin, Lane Johnson, who would be your two? Now, this is an all-pro. It's not Pro Bowl. If you could only pick two pass rushers in the NFL, who would it be? Micah and uh, my man in in, uh, in Cleveland. Okay. So, Miles Garrett. Garrett, you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they only took two. They took Garrett and Max Crosby from the Raiders. I like Max. I mean, Max has a motor. Dude. He don't ever get tired. And then he called him. Uh, what we uh, meant you. He said, "Man, Max Crosby, man, he's angry. He always all he do is keep calling me little ass boy." <laughs> Did you see that? That's great. <laughs> you have to look at that. It's a little clip where he show and he he sack him and say, "Little ass boy." <laughs> I do think, <laughs> you know. T.J. Watt's obviously great. He's going to be out for the playoff game this weekend. That's going to really hurt Pittsburgh. Yes, but that will. Pittsburgh defense is really good. Not that you're ignoring T.J. Watt, but that Pittsburgh defense is really good. The Cleveland defense. I'm not going to ignore him. Just didn't think of him at the moment. Cleveland defense is really TJ good, too. T.J. is good. Um, I, I, you know, though, that Josh Allen. So, T.J. Watt finished with 19 sacks. Second in sack total, Josh Allen with the Jags. Then you had Trey Hendrickson with the Bengals, Khalil Mack, Daniil Hunter. 
So some guys that have always been good kind of popped again. Khalil Mack getting back to 17 sacks. He's that's 32 years old, dude. Yeah, that's good. They got some defensive ball players out there, but the rules are against them for some reason. Let's do this. We're going to talk wild card weekend. Plus, Beck Malenstein from the Caps joins us at 1245. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.